Hey guys, welcome to That Florida Feeling. How are you guys today? You good? I hope so. It's been a week. It's been a hot week. Summer is definitely here. Like today, at 6am, it's 83. I know, I know, it's Florida, it's hot, but my gosh, sometimes you just, you don't want to hit the 80s to like midday. You know, like, can I at least go to work without breaking into a sweat? That would be really nice. But no, not going to happen for a while. Did you guys find the hurricane episode informative, at least? I hope so. I'm not going to bore you guys with the same episodes every week. So today we're not going to talk about hurricanes. There will be a part two. It just will not be today. Thank you to everybody who's interacted with me on the Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and every other page I've created for this awesome podcast. I appreciate you guys so much. Uh, Don't forget to share it with your friends. If you have a second, a five-star review on Apple or Spotify would be fantastic. I really appreciate it, guys. You guys are really the reason we've been around for a year and keep going. So I kind of struggled with today's topic because there's so much cool stuff about Florida, but I'm like, what have I not talked about? What sounds fun? And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to go on a trip soon. Maybe I'll look at fun things to do in the area. Well, that went down a rabbit hole. That's not what I'm going to talk about today, but I found something really cool to talk about for Florida. So, Florida's known for these wonderfully beautiful white beaches, pristine scenery, palm trees everywhere. Everybody owns their own palm tree or orange tree, right? But did you know that Florida's also kind of well known for caves? That's right. Because the way Florida sits, and I think Florida just has a little bit of everything, Florida also has caves that you can explore. So, today, I'm going to talk about this other geological feature that we have in this sunshine state. So the first thing I'm really going to talk about is the Florida Cavern State Park. And basically it's it's just such a cool big cave. Like it's Florida Caverns. It's beautiful. It's a whole other world. You know, the air is cooler. It's not 90 outside like it is everywhere else. Uh, you get to see the stalactites, the stalagmites, the draperies of the stone, and pretty much just kind of an otherworldly view on Florida. And this is also the only Florida State Park that has an official cave that you can walk through. Most of them I'm going to talk about you have to get through by swimming or snorkeling, but they still count. So today we're going to talk first about the Florida Caverns. Um, It is a Florida State Park, so you can buy a single-use pass or a uh, yearly about said subscription you guys a yearly pass that gets you in as much as you want um but it's one of these really cool parks that you know you just don't really know now if you do visit it's five dollars a vehicle um and then if you want to take the cave tour of course that's separate you don't have to but if you do it's five dollars a person if you're under 12 and then 1075 if you're over 13 us adults cost more and they do offer the cave tour seven days a week from Memorial Day to Labor Day. So in the summer, it's a fun summer activity to do and we are in that time. So I thought it'd be something cool to talk about. Um, And it is different caves, like you can move between underground rooms and you can actually see where they worked in these caves in the 1930s. Uh, You can still see chisel marks. It's got a really cool background and history. Um, The people who were working down there were working down there for good reason. They actually were enlarging the passageways, uh, of course, by hand. So that people could visit these caves and actually be able to stand upright. Um, They also built the Parks Visitor Center. 
and it's just a really, really cool place to visit. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is the cave tours. There are cave tours um, through the Florida Caverns, and the tours do sell out. And I'll, I'll tell you that's one thing I've noticed about state parks. A lot of state parks, you got to get there early. They do sell out. Um, I remember when we went to Matanzas, Fort Matanzas, and just south of St. Augustine. We were there. We were the first group. We got the first tickets, and within 30 minutes, they were sold out for the day. So if you're going to go... Be prepared to wait or be prepared to get there early. Actually, be prepared to do both. So, the first thing is the Florida Caverns give shopping and cavern tours. They do open at 845 and they close at 430. This is Central Standard Time. This is the part of Florida that is not in Eastern Standard Time. Um, you actually can book online um, and pick your tour, your date, and your time. Uh, it is still first come, first serve if you do buy the ticket in the gift shop. So please be aware of that. I didn't realize they had different types of tours. I'm going to look. Oh, they have a flashlight tour. That's really cool. And of course, a private tour. I'm clicking. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. A private tour is $240, you guys. I don't know that I... Uh, whatever. Yeah, so you reserve the tour for 220 $240, and it can be you and someone else, or it can be up to 20 people. Uh, no, I don't know if I'd do that. And then the VIP, there's a VIP flashlight tour. The VIP flashlight tour is $12 a person. It has to be 7 You get a flashlight package, which is a ticket and a souvenir flashlight. That's $16. And then you get a t-shirt package, which could be another $29. Um, they have a bunch of different packages that go with the VIP flashlight tour. It only takes place on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday during regular hours. It's about two hours long. You do have to have a flashlight. That's why you can buy a flashlight. And yeah, I didn't really. That's kind of cool. Although I'm, I'm sorry. Caves are absolutely beautiful within reason, but I'm a little bit of a scaredy cat when it comes to that stuff. So um, you know, I I think I'm gonna do the regular tour. Just saying. Um, the and the caves are beautiful. They have a lot of history, um, and they have some other interesting stuff that you can do. Like, say you're a teacher, you can actually bring your class. And I'm school. I'm sure there are schools that do. <laughs> if you're like the school I went to, every year, every class takes the same field trip to the same place, <laughs> and so I'm sure this is probably one of them. Uh, but apparently, you can do weddings and private photo shoots. That's different. Okay. Um, so, of course, and of course they have rules. Don't touch, don't sit, don't climb, don't kick. Please don't kick. Um, if you're a kid, you have to be an adult. You can't eat or drink. No tobacco, no vaping, no pets. Of course, certified service animals don't count. No big bags, no strollers. And you can take pictures, but no tripods or monopods. So you can't set up your own photo shoots, basically what they're saying. And that's, that's, I mean, I, I get it. You got to protect the caves. Um, but that's, I think it's really cool that there's even the ability to go through the caves, you know, that the, the park took it upon itself to set this up. Cause I mean, I know, I'm, I'll be honest y'all. I didn't know Florida had park, uh, caves. I didn't. Um, but I just, you know, I think it's really cool that that Florida is really good about allowing their state parks to really open up and show the beauty of every part of Florida. So, 
talking about the actual cave itself, um, there are parts where it's four and a half feet tall and, um, you know, 15 feet tall. It's, it's a cave. (laughs) There are narrow passages, you know, you go up and down. It's not one flat level. And of course it is a cave. So if you're going to go through it, please don't touch anything, wear tennis shoes. Um, it's kind of cool though. I mean, and of course they've got it lit, lit up with beautiful lights so you can see the stalactites and stalagmites. Of course it was formed million, well, I'm going to say millions, but you know, long, long time ago. Um, and it's apparently 65 degrees year round. So that's, especially since I'm standing here complaining about 80 degrees at 6 a.m., that's kind of nice. And the tour will take you through a dozen cave rooms and you can learn about the history, the early uses, the geological formations, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you, please be warned, um, just because you're touring the cave, there are things that live there. I remember going through Mammoth Cave in Kentucky and this massive thing of bats flew at us. Well, that's because they live there. So just remember that if you do go through this cave, bats, mice, cave crickets, salamanders, spiders, snakes, and frogs, they are absolutely a possibility to see. So, you know, if you're interested in things like that, or you're just, you know, I don't know, spiders, sorry, the cave spiders got me. (laughs) I can't do that. But yeah, the tour takes you through the geological formations, and it shows you the beautiful, stunning features, and it really is pretty, guys. I've never been, I'm looking, I was looking at pictures when I started to put this together. I, I really want to go now. I think this is such a really cool place. I really had no idea this existed. Um, although, I failed, you guys. I forgot to look up the early uses of the cave. I'm going to see if I can find that really quick. Don't hate me. Um, But this is in Mariana, so it's up in the Panhandle up near Tallahassee. Um, So if you're ever in that area, and that's such a beautiful area, it's really cool. But the the park itself, you can actually spend out the whole day, even if you don't go to the actual cave. You can go camping, picnicking, fishing, hiking, horseback riding. They don't rent the horses, but if you have a horse, you're welcome to bring it. Um, I thought it was cool. The park also actually has a nine-hole golf course. So, if you're a golfer, this is also for you. And, of course, you know, the caves in itself. Um, The tours are between 45 minutes and two hours. It is at your pace. That is kind of cool. They also have a feature, like a theater, that you can actually watch the tour if you don't feel, if you're not feeling strenuous that day, but, uh, the camping sites, RV sites, tent sites, primitive camping, whatever you like doing, fishing, of course, everything, most, uh, places in Florida will let you fish, so that's kind of nice, so, I mean, even if caves are your thing, this is still a really, really beautiful, um, state park just on its own. And I'm glad to see that Hurricane Michael didn't actually take it out. I know that a lot of parks up that way. Guys, if you hear a cat, it's mine. I'm sorry. Um, A lot of the state parks up that way got not destroyed, but hurt by Hurricane Michael. I'm glad to see this one is rebounded. All right, so the history. So the actual land um, that is the state park was acquired on October 11th in 1935. And development began before it was in state parks. This is one of those... It was a thing before it was a thing. Um, Work on the tour cave structures within the park were completed by the corpse, where I told you that they were chiseling out with um, 
by hand so that you could actually walk through it, which is kind of cool. And both of these groups, the Works Project Administration and the Civilian Conservation Corps, were both parts of... I'm sorry, guys. My cat is serenading you right now. I apologize. Um, but both of these were from the President Roosevelt's New Deal, which was established in 1933, which provided jobs to men during the Great Depression. So that was kind of cool. Um, and, of course, they developed the park. They continued to progress the park. Um... And it officially opened to the public in 1942. Uh, it's a 1,300-acre park. It also has the remnants of a fish hatchery that were there before the park. Um, the visitor center, of course, the caves, and the nine-hole golf. Now, uh, the actual resources, um, of course, the area is home to rare plants and animals that only thrive within this community, um, especially also in the caves. The national natural community... Woo, words, you guys. The natural communities include bluffs, glades... Hardwood forest, uh, upland pines, floodplains, streams, spring-running streams, and, of course, the special feature of the actual cave itself. Along with the caves, there are sinkholes and blue springs, so that's kind of cool. You can do the swimming and the fishing. Um, and, of course, the cave is limestone, and that shows you the beautiful stalactites and stalagmites. And there's, of course, flora and fauna that come with the cave, or, excuse me, come with the land. And, of course... You're going to find the non-native species in the area, but that's thanks to people wanting things that weren't supposed to be there and, of course, pets that they shouldn't have had. Um, now, the cool thing about the caves and the springs is that they do provide a habitat for blind cave crayfish. <laughs> My cat has a lot to say, I guess. And cave salamanders. And there's actually three species of cave roosting bats. So... If any of these interest you, this is definitely the place you want to go check it out. <laughs> Y'all, I have no idea why my cat's yelling. I'm so sorry. So, yeah, like I said, you can stay at the park. There's uh, bicycle trails. There's horsing. You can um, obviously launch a boat at the boat ramp. Uh, it says large boats are not recommended. I suppose that's because it's a small area. Of course, camping. Um, there are restrooms that are available you can park an rv um it says to make reservations because apparently they sell out very quickly of course geo-seeking uh, i talked about that in another thing that's kind of cool where you get to use your gps to go find things and leave things for other people um you can't rent canoes but you can bring your own paddleboard or canoes or kayaks of course picnicking there is a swimming area it's 35 feet deep you have to swim at your own risk and it is close to the Chipola River, so um, it may flood. Be careful. Of course, the cave tours that we talked about. Um, there is some trails that you can walk around. There's a sinkhole uh, that I talked about. You can actually walk around the sinkhole and see it. Of course, there are the standard amenities, uh, bathrooms, picnic areas. Uh, there's actually a concession and restaurant. Um just kidding it's not an actual restaurant it's just concession sorry about that of course the horse equestrian trails um the picnic pavilion which is kind of cool because it's got different ones some have power some don't available for first use of course playground for kids visitor center that tells you about the parks and of course the golf course which i think is kind of cool um it really allows you to get another experience especially if some people aren't into caving and some people aren't into golfing something for everybody so that's actually the only cave system in Florida that, um, that's the only Florida state that has a cave in it. The next one I'm going to talk to you about 
has some really cool historical caves, but they unfortunately have to require scuba diving equipment. And I am talking about Delon Springs State Park. And if you've heard of this, you've probably heard of it because they have a restaurant on site called Sugar Mill, um, which is a really, really cool restaurant that I'm going to talk about in a second. But let me tell you about the history of the park first. So the native people, um, the Mayaka actually lived here. Uh, Pedro Menendez, of course, we've talked about him, who founded St. Augustine, encountered these people um, north of Lake George in 1566. And they actually established a mission in the area. And, of course, they just kind of let this, you know, the people do their thing in this area. Even when the English took over, it wasn't a huge, heavily populated area. Um, so people, you know, they had their plantations or properties or f groves or whatever they wanted to use this area. And people really pretty much just left them alone. But the area did really develop into plantations with cotton and sugar cane. Um, John James Otterbaum, who wrote the Otterbaum books, actually visited the area in 1832 to explore the waterways and get new research. Now, of course, this area, the first water-powered sugar mill in Florida was built here in 1832. It's the name of the restaurant. And uh, you can actually see the original brickwork and machinery. It's preserved behind the restaurant. So you, they did save some of that history. Of course, in 1835, the Seminole Indians attacked the plantation and destroyed the mill. They actually sold the slaves. Props to the Indians for that one. And took all the cattle. So, the Seminoles were actually driven out of the area two years later, and the mill was rebuilt. And it continued to produce cotton and sugar. Now, of course, that was in 1849. Um, the Civil War happened in 1864. The Civil War did talk up. We talked about it in Florida. It did come to this area. And, of course, the owner of the plantation was happily a Confederate uh, sympathizer, and he was giving supplies to the Army. So the Union troops heard about this, and they went and did what's known as Bernie's Raid, effectively stopping this man from helping the Confederates. But the mill survived the Civil War, and by the late 1800s, the Spring Garden became a tourist destination again. It even had a steamboat and a railroad that brought people to this area so that was kind of cool it attracted tourists and local residents and they changed the name from spring garden to ponce de leon springs referring to the spring as the possible location of the fountain of youth so they were competing with saint augustine <laughs> the area did grow and the ponce de leon springs hotel and casino was built in 1925 um the casino referred to as a large room for events and dining Unfortunately, not the casinos we think of as gambling. Um, it did only have 14 rooms, and it really did cater to the wealthy northerners who would visit the area, especially in the wintertime. And it became one of the 100 roadside attractions in the state when it opened as Ponce de Leon Springs in 1953. The area was really pretty. It featured tropical gardens, a jungle cruise, a tram tour, water skiing, elephants, apparently. I do not know. I couldn't find anything, but it is on the Florida State Parks website so we're going to assume that they didn't lie to us um which is kind of interesting and cool and weird all in the same um and the attraction lasted for about 16 years until new highways were built uh and air travel caused the attraction to close hopefully that elephant went to a good place to retire um and of course the property was then operated as a private recreational park until 1982 when the state of florida and volusia county purchased 55 acres that became Deleon Springs Park as we know it today. And of course, to protect the spring, the park 
is sitting at 625 acres. So it does have an interesting past, and they did actually preserve part of the sugar mill, which is kind of cool. Now, of course, if you've heard of it, the sugar mill restaurant, it's, um, it's a 100-year-old replica of the 1830 sugar mill. And the cool thing about this place is that you actually cook your own pancakes at your table. And you can do uh, freshly made bread and cookies. They are open 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. on the weekdays and 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. on the weekends and holidays. You do have to pay the park admission to visit and dine at the sugar mill. And 18% gratuity is added to all checks regardless of the party size. It is a really cool little place to go and visit, especially since you get to cook your own pancakes. Now, they do have lighter things like sandwiches and snacks. They have a takeout window. Um, they do have a gift shop, so you can purchase things. Um, sorry, one of my cats is freaking out. I don't know what's going on. They're fine. Um, they do have a website. It's really cool. It's called the Old Spanish Sugar Mill Grill and Grill House. And it is all-you-can-eat pancakes. Uh, so you make them at your table. You can be creative. You can add tons of toppings. Um, and they do come with, like, bacon, sausage, all the good stuff for a perfect breakfast. Um, they do have uh, actually a pretty good menu. I mean, they have mostly just pancakes, but they actually have a lot of good sandwiches, cheeseburgers, hamburgers, things that, um, aren't necessarily breakfast related. So if you're in that area or you've probably heard of it, I know it's, I've seen it a lot, especially on Instagram. You can look, what is wrong? Stop. Sorry. Um... Back to De Leon Spring State Park. Sorry, guys. My co-host was not playing today. So they still do have the eco 50-minute eco-history boat tour, uh, the Spring Garden Runs. And you can see a wildlife and learn about the area's history. Um, so you can enjoy the boat tour while you're actually waiting for the restaurant. So that's kind of cool. Um, there is eight passengers required for the tour. So um, if you don't see eight people, go ask you see eight people you missed out wait for the next one um the spring garden run actually starts in the park but it does connect down further south with the st john's river and that's about a 10 mile thing boaters can go through there but it is a manatee zone um in certain parts uh they don't recommend jet skis it is kind of shallow water in certain areas plus you have a lot of kayakers and canoes because this is a popular area and especially for fishing as well um, you can fish in the Spring Garden Run from the fishing pier. Um, snatch hooks and cast nests are not allowed. Cats, nets are not allowed. Um, there is freshwater fishing that you have to have the license, but you can get them, you know, pretty cheap at Walmart. It's kind of a cool little area, especially since they have their own pier. Um, of course, there is hiking. They have a half a mile wide uh, paved nature trail that you can actually take a wheelchair on, which is, I think, is really cool and important. And the trail passes through a floodplain forest with cypress hardwoods and other plants that are native to this area, including the cypress trees. Some of the cypress trees are apparently more than 600 years old. That's kind of cool. They do actually have an all-terrain wheelchair um, at the park. If no one's using it, it's good for use. They also have a four-mile loop um, hiking trail that you can go and see some of the wildlife that can include deers, turkeys, wild hogs, and Florida black bears. Yes, Florida has black bears especially in the northern part of the state so be warned although this is this is for my mom what do you do when you see a bear in the woods you play dead <laughs> some of you will not get that 
Um, if you do get that, you're my kind of person. Um, of course, you can do paddling. You can take your paddle boards. And there's picnicking. You cannot bring any kind of alcohol into this park. But you can bring your picnics. And you can grill. And it's first come, first serve. There's a lot of live oaks that provide nat- natural shade. But there's also picnic pavilions. Now to the part that I was talking about, scuba diving. Um, they do let you scuba dive in this beautiful state park and area. There's some beautiful underwater caves. Uh, you cannot recreational dive. Uh, you cannot free dive into the cave. Uh, you can scuba dive if it's an instructional thing. So basically, find somebody who will teach you and make them teach you in this um, cave. You can, however, snorkel. Uh, snorkeling is permitted in the swimming area. Um, but, but you can't go into certain areas. There are apparently alligators in the spring run area, so let's avoid snorkeling in that. But you can swim and snorkel. Um, you can't disturb anything as you're snorkeling or swimming. You can't use metal detectors. It's a state park. But they do encourage swimming here. You can swim from 8 a.m. until about a half hour before sunset, which is park closing. And the water is usually a constant 72 degrees. And that's kind of nice. And the depths range anywhere from 18 inches to 30 feet. Um, There aren't lifeguards on duty. And pets are not allowed in the swimming area. But you can bring a float or a raft. Um, So that's kind of cool. So is there a cave in this one? Absolutely. Um, Is it one that you can get to easily? No, but that's part of the fun. It's not worth it if it's easy. Or at least most things aren't. So if you're looking for a good place to have a pancake breakfast check out a a new cave while learning to scuba dive or snorkel then De Leon Springs State Park is definitely for you Um, they do have some fees let's see it's $6 per vehicle Um, $6 per vehicle if you have 2 to 8 4 for a single person, 4 for a motorcycle and 2 if you walk or bike in Um, of course they have the pavilions that has grills water and electricity but they are um, first come, first serve. So if you really want something, uh, great. probably get there when they open at 8 a.m. and reserve it. All right, another cool state park we're going to talk about is, um, <clears throat> sorry guys, Troy Springs State Park. It's a 70-foot deep first magnitude spring that offers opportunities for swimming, snorkeling, and scuba diving. So this is kind of cool. Um, the history of the park is pretty, they've got a pretty long history. Um, of course though, there's some issues with the park. They do have a boardwalk closure up right now. I saw it on their website. Uh, apparently the wooden boardwalk and fishing platform are currently closed, but you, you can't even troll it. It's no fishing right now. So we're not going to talk about that, but we're going to tell you that you can still go and hang out at this cool park. Um, it's called Troy Springs State Park and it was purchased by the state of Florida in 1995. Prior to that, it was only accessible by boat, ooh, by boat or navigating dirt roads through cow pastures and gates. Wow. All right. <laughs> Guess if you really want to go, you're going to get there. Uh, and of course, many people remember when they could drive their boats all the way into the springs to enjoy fishing, swimming, diving, and uh, just hanging out with others. Uh, you can still enter the boat. You can still enter via boat from the river boat dock. Um, there is a paved entrance road, though, that has become more popular. Now, the spring is a historic site of what remains of the spring ship Madison. 
In the mid-1850s, Captain James Tucker had a ship that was built with a very shallow draft, uh, especially intended for water-changing levels in the Suwannee River. Side note, I did a podcast on the Suwannee River. Um, Natalie, shout out to Natalie, actually requested it, and I did it. It was one of my first episodes. It was actually really interesting, so if you want to check it out and learn more about why the Suwannee River has shallow drafts, you can do that. Um, But back to Troy Troy Springs State Park, the Madison Steamboat was built so that they could get through the Swanee River, and this ship actually served as a floating mail service and trading post. Um, Of course, in 1861, the Civil War began, and they were going to use the boat as a privateer and gunboat, um, which worked until 1863, when it was um, scuttled into the spring upon the power, excuse me, upon the order of its owner, they did not want it to get into the wrong hands. Um, you can actually still see some of the metal spikes and heel rib timbers that were part of the hole. Um, you can actually see them below the spring surface. So, you can check out a really not cool, maybe more interesting part of history in the springs. Um, and there are a lot of experiences you can do here. Of course, you can boat. We talked about it. Um, there's not an actual boat ramp for launching, um, but it's available uh, from, you can park your stuff there. Um, so you launch your boat in the river and come back in the park. Of course, like I said, fishing is not available right now, but geo-seeking is. So again, geocaching, if you're interested in that, that's something I'm still planning on getting into. Of course, there's hiking. Uh, you can go through the hardwood hammocks or two small ponds. Um, watch out for the wildlife guys. Canoeing and kayaking around the year are available year round in the Swanee River. Um, a 200-yard carry is required to launch canoes and kayaks in the park, so you have to have your carry, um, which I didn't know what that was, so I got a paddleboard, and then I was like, oh, makes all the sense in the world. All right, picnicking. Uh, there are picnicking facilities. You can do it on the um, you can do it on the shores of the spring. They do have picnic tables, first come, first serve. This is apparently a really big place for reunions because it's so picturesque. So, uh, give that a check out if you're looking for your next reunion. Um, but of course, the top thing we're talking about is the caves, so scuba diving. The 70-foot spring is ideal for open water diving and training. Um, of course, you don't have to be, you can learn, uh, here, or you can have a certification and just go leave and dive on your own. Um, they do have an outdoor station and a switchback ramp that helps you get from the docks to the springs easily. Um, it is open water only they only allow you in caves in certain times you cannot dive solo for obvious safety reasons and you must get out one hour before sunset um you cannot carry lights i don't understand why on that one um but if you have a class you have to commit you have to commit to a commercial dive permit um but it is kind of cool they do allow you to dive in there and of course snorkeling uh there's a lot to see in snorkeling the 70 foot spring um you can see fish, turtles, you can see the remains of the steamship. Popatane. You are not a cave diver. Stop it. Um, but yes, so you can snorkel. You can see the remains of the Madison, um, which is kind of cool. Uh, no lifeguard on duty, so please be careful. If you do choose to enjoy the waters, they do set at a 72-degree spring year-round. So that's kind of cool. Um, there's also some shallow areas where kids can play. Um... So, yeah, and it remember, it is a historic site, and there's plenty of nature trails. You can bring your pets. 
So it's just another cool place to observe the natural features, especially in the underground and the caves. Even though they don't let you scuba dive in them right now, is what it is. But it's another cool place in Florida. The next place I'm going to talk about, I've talked about before in another state park episode, but I just couldn't. This is such a cool state park. And it fits. It's the West Skiles Peacock Springs State Park. Um, And it was renamed to honor a late world-class explorer and diver and cinematographer, Wes Siles. Um, Peacock Springs has two major springs, a spring run, six sinkholes, and is in absolutely pristine condition. Um, And cave divers all over the world actually come to explore the 33,000 feet of surveyed passages, and that's why this one's definitely going to be the focal point other than the uh, Florida Caverns, because this is probably the biggest and longest underwater cave system, especially in the continental United States. Um, You must have a certificate, or you must have a certification to explore the area. Um, And there are a bunch of other things in this state park, but this is just one of the coolest that I like to talk about, especially when we're talking about caves, because it shows you the underground version of a cave, and that's just really cool to me. Um, So basically, it was formed when limestone rock um, did its thing, and of course, water erodes, so it created these beautiful areas um and this is they say it's in the east uh, eastern iron period probably didn't say that right but it's a long time ago and basically that's when florida was covered by an ocean so florida was underneath the water and not the florida we know it today and of course over time the shell sand and coral that existed were crushed down to form limestone and the limestone actually crops up through the parks and it's um, easily eaten away by acid rainfall. So fissures, hollows, creates beautiful water systems. Um, and this was really the beginning of the world-renowned cave system that is called the Peacock Springs Cave System. And, of course, after the ocean receded and the dinosaurs <laughs> stopped roaming the earth, um, you know, the Indians uh, were here, they think, around 12,000 BCE. And, of course, there's massive underwater fossil evidence that shows things such as giant sloths and camels and saber-toothed cats and mastodons could have very well existed in this area. And of course, there were many cultures of the Native Americans, including the Wheaton Island culture um, that lived in this area. You can still find their pottery. But like any other part of Florida, the Spanish came and brought their first Europeans to Florida. Uh, there is one mission that was near this spot. Um, unfortunately, though, as we know, the missions and the Europeans brought disease and the people were wiped out from the area. Now, Dr. John Calvin Peacock, whom it was named for, moved from Troy, North Carolina with his family in the area near the Peacock Springs and settled in 1855 near the Suwannee River. And the family grew cotton and raised cattle and they owned about 1,600 acres. And Dr. Peacock was a practicing physician, so he would actually make the house calls via horse and buggy. The town of Luraville grew up around the lumber and brick making industry, which was big in this area, and the railroads crisscrossed the areas and steamships brought uh, goods as well via the Swanee River. Now the Swishwater, Swish, wow, where'd you guys? Freshwater Springs became a well-loved swimming hole, providing a place to relax and cool off in the town's residence. Um, it wasn't really though until 1565 when somebody actually recorded that there was a cave dive into this peacock system. And in the subsequent years, uh, they divers have explored and mapped much of the underwater world that you can actually explore today. And in fact, they are still exploring and finding new areas. 
1985, the Nature Conservation purchased 250 acres of the land to protect the unique standing hardwood forest of Florida and the maples and the cave systems. Um, and thus became Peacock Springs State Park, and it was acquired by the state of Florida and officially opened in 1993. Now, in 2011, the park was amended to honor the late Wes Giles, a cave diver, explorer, photographer, and documentary filmmaker who was an absolute advocate to protect and work on all of Florida's water resources. So that's kind of cool. Um, it was dedicated to two people who both loved the area. So we obviously know that they have um, a large scuba diving presence. What else do they have? They have hiking. Um, there's actually a couple different really cool trails that you can go through here. Um, and it kind of shows you along the trail, like what lies, lies beneath your feet, like the cave systems. So it's kind of really cool. It also shows you some of the old geological features in the cave dwellings that they have found if you're not a scuba diver. Of course, please picnic in this area. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, there's a sink area that has pavilions and tables and grills. And of course, it's first come, first serve. Now, scuba diving is the main draw to this park, of course, for the underwater caves. Um, you have to be certified. You absolutely have to be certified. And you have to leave the certification visible on your car. Um, you have to know solo diving, got to be in groups. Um, the cave and cavern diving is available for certified teams. Um, you can only open water dive in the Orange Grove sink. Um, you cannot carry lights and you can only dive in certain areas. Um, entering or surfacing anywhere but the Peacock Springs and Orange Grove sink is absolutely is prohibited unless the safety of the divers is in question, which I understand that. Um, you can learn to scuba dive here, which is kind of really cool. But due to the large amount of fossils and artifacts, you cannot disturb or move any of them, nor the aquatic plants or animals cannot be disturbed. You cannot carve or deface the rocks, and you have to be out by sundown, or one hour before sundown. Um, it's just a really beautiful, and I'll post pictures on the Instagram, it's just a really beautiful system. Um, I haven't scuba dived in years, I'm not certified anymore, I don't know if this is something I would want to do again. But if you've ever done this, tell me, this it just seems like such a beautiful area. Of course, you can snorkel. Um, depending on the water levels, um, swimming, same thing, water levels, uh, the water's usually a really cool temperature year round due to the springs. Um, you can bring your pets. You can't put them in the water, but you can bring their pets. Uh, of course there are restrooms and picnic pavilions, but there is no, uh, drinkable water available in the park. So you, this is one of those bring in, bring out kind of parks where you have to bring your own. Um, it's open, of course, year-round, 8 a.m. to sundown. Um, you have to get out of the, the water. The dives must be concluded one hour prior to sundown. Uh, it's $4 per vehicle, and it's an honor box pay fee. Uh, don't short the state parks, you guys. Just pay the fee. So it's a really cool place. I, I think it's really cool that Florida has all these different uh, geological... Um, you know, places, underground springs that you can go and explore. The last one I really do want to talk about is Devil's Den Spring. Um, it's a prehistoric spring. Uh, Devil's Den is absolutely beautiful. If you've ever been or seen pictures, you know that you can scuba dive through the caves. Um, you can snorkel. That's the big hole you see with the sun coming in from the top. Uh, it's absolutely such just a beautiful area. It's well taken care of. Um, it is in Wils Williston. 
sorry. Again, Northern Florida. Uh, I believe most of the caves are in Northern Florida uh, where there's actually ability to have underground. The further south you get, the more sand you get and there's not a lot underneath you except water. Um, but Devil's Den is really cool. You can snorkel in this absolutely beautiful uh, crystal blue water. Um, there is a stairwell that takes you from the top down and you can scuba dive. Um, for the scuba diving, you do have to, again, be um, certified, but Devil's Den also has a privately owned training center, which is actually really, really cool. Uh, you can do open water above. Uh, dive buddies, you have, you, again, no solo dives, guys. Um, that's just not safe or smart. Uh, Devil's Den does offer actual uh, rental of gear if you don't own your own, which when I scuba dived, I didn't own my own tank, so that was really nice to go places that let you um, rent that stuff. Um, they do do night dives real here, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, you have to be, you have to have an adult or a guardian with you if you're under 18. You can't, you cannot go if you're under six. Um, if you want to dive there with the, with the rental, it's $45. Um, they do do individual wetsuits. Um, night dives are through appointment only. <clears throat> And I think that's really cool. That's another really cool way to look um, at the caves. It's probably a lot of places don't do those. Uh, you can't you can't take the rocks and the fossils again. This is a another uh, protected geological place. You know, we want to keep we want to keep history history so that other people can enjoy it. Um, so really, about Devil's Den, um, it's got a 120 foot surface diameter so open uh it's usually 72 degrees and the way it works is you walk down the stairs and then you get in the water and then it kind of goes out from underneath um you can snorkel and scuba dive in this area um and the people who own it it's really cool it was bought in 1993 by the current owners and they have really worked to preserve this area um it was just a simple scuba diving site and now it is a world-class tourist attraction and it's it's a prehistoric place. This is actually proven. Um, the underground spring is inside a dry cave, and it is you can see tons of animal fossils and extinct that have been extinct since the Pliocene age. Um, they did take some of the fossils. You can't see them at the University of Florida Museum of Natural History, but if you want to see them in nature, uh, definitely go visit Devil's Den. Um, on cold mornings, you can see the steam and smoke like a chimney opening because the way that sits the spring sits. You walk down the stairs, and there is an opening above you. Um, that's the name Devil's Den. And the crystal clear water, it's always 72 degrees. You can see the ancient rock formations with stalactites all around you. Um, so it's just a really cool place in Florida. Um, a lot of people don't, I don't know if they don't give it credit or they just want to go for the Instagram pictures, but it's a really cool area. Um, it really does let you see another side of Florida. Um, of course you can snorkel here seven days a week. If you're not into the um, scuba diving, which is fine. Or if you just want to go slim swimming, that's an option. Um, they also have cabins and tents available for rent around the area. So if you just really want to stay at the area more than one day or go swimming two days in a row, you can do that. Um, they have a couple different rates. They have four cabins. So again, first come, first serve. They do have an RV park. And if you really like sleeping on the ground, you can sleep in a tent. That is not for me, or at least not anymore. No, I don't think that was ever for me. <laughs> but
But Devil's Den is another really cool geological formation in a cave that does consider a cave in Florida that uh, just adds to Florida's, there really is something for everybody in the Sunshine State. Um, and there's a lot of springs in the area, especially around Devil's Den, um, more northern Florida. So if you're, if you're looking for something, maybe not so much uh, that is a cave diving, you can always go to like Jenny Springs or Rainbow Springs or the Blue Grotto, which is another really cool place. Um, you can also scuba dive in Blue Grotto. And it's really just a cool place that, uh, you know, has something for everybody. I mean, I know just taking in the beauty is definitely worth just going out there and looking around. Um, so yeah, guys, another interesting part of Florida, another geological feature that we didn't quite know about. Um, I apologize for having a screaming co-host who's now sleeping next to me. Um, if you have a cat, you're like, yep, that's how it works. Uh, so thanks guys for letting me talk to you about the caves and inadvertently scuba diving in Florida. I hope you guys have a great week. I'm sorry if this episode seems weird. My cat threw me completely off. Um, but we got through it (laughs) and hopefully I've made you, I found you guys a couple new and fun places that you can visit. We'll talk about hurricanes again in a little bit. Um, we are hurricane season, so stay prepared guys. Nothing out there right now, but just wait. I hope everybody has a great weekend. I hope everybody has fun on your days off. I hope everybody's doing well. If you just want to say hi, let me know. You can contact me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, at gmail.com. It's my email. I'm looking forward to some really cool things coming up, guys, and some interesting guests. Uh, As always, guys, wear sunscreen, drink lots of water, be nice to one another. There is no Florida man today. I have seen way too many bad Florida men lately and we're just I don't know I don't know Florida man just needs to mm, yeah uh the only reason I say that's because I was watching the news earlier and gosh just people have bound me just I can't do it so no Florida man today guys I'm sure if you've read the news you've seen at least three or four lately so all right guys again drink water wear sunscreen be nice And that is your daily dose of sunshine.